Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. Question. What do, and the Oscar goes to, and Dino Tripodis have in common? <laughs> they are two things that will never be in one sentence. <laughs> ever. I know that's self-deprecating to a large degree. I mean, it could happen. I make films. I write. I take the occasional stab at acting. And maybe, maybe it's just a matter of one of those projects getting caught in the mainstream of praise with all of the pieces of the creative puzzle falling into place. Oh, to be that buzzed about, talked about film with that career-defining performance that then gets nominated, maybe even wins a few awards leading up to Oscar night, to be in that rare air, to hear the nominations and your name amongst them, and then to smile as bravely as you can when they announce the winner. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Shit. Now the inner monologue. Damn it. He said he was done acting. He said Phantom Thread was his last movie. What the hell? I can't be the guy with three names. It becomes the person he's actually playing. Ah, oh, damn it. Camera's still on me. Smile, Dean. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Way to go, Danny. Can I call him Danny? I don't even know the talented bastard. Eh, doesn't matter. If it wasn't him, it would have been Hank's. He's due. <laughs> Welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey, my friends, as it is one with whiskey. And this is our second of what I'm hoping will be our annual Oscar podcast. We'll get to our guest bottle and guests in just a moment. I want to first thank our sponsors, the law offices of Saya and Pyatt, with locations in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead. Contact them at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com or call them 614-444-3036. And, of course, uh, our friends at Marcus Crosswoods Cinema. And uh, that's good because uh, one of our sponsors is actually here tonight, Hansberry, um, hey, with, which is a great theater, full bar and food, and those oh, those amazing dream lounger seats if you want the full movie experience. So let me ask you, Hansberry, have you ever had any um, any any acting aspirations? You know, I did some theater in high school. And uh, I think that's about as that's about as far as I'd go. What'd you What'd you do? What'd you play? Uh, I, I was in Oklahoma. And, oh, the musical! Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, and uh, Damn Yankees. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you know. go for the lights of Broadway? I don't know. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like doing the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a short-lived career, nonetheless. Our guest bottle tonight. Uh, we'll talk more about it a little bit later. But it is a comeback bottle, a bottle that used to be uh, considered swill on the bottom shelf, Yellowstone which has now um, raised its profile up thanks to uh, the Limestone Branch Distillery. It's a 93-proof blended whiskey, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But let's get to our guests. And one of my favorite times of the year, 
Oscar season. Joining me once again is movie critic George Wolf. You can check him out at Mad Wolf. That's M A D D W O L F dot com. And of course, his own podcast, Screening Room. Is it the Screening Room? The Screening Room. The podcast Screening Room Podcast dot com. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. That's a great podcast. Thank if you. If you want to get caught up on on the movies and what George thinks, and I mentioned Marcus Crosswood Cinema joining us uh, this evening as well is the general manager of Marcus Crosswood Cinema, Alex Neffinger. Thank you for being here this yes. evening. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. As we talk Oscars, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm going to direct the first question right off the gate. Uh, when the nominations come out, uh, I know that uh, that studios look for that that Oscar bump, per se, at the theaters. Because normally, a lot of the movies that are nominated for the Academy Award are not necessarily the popular big grossing movies right. would you agree yes gentlemen yes, absolutely uh-huh so I, I think i read that uh after the nominations it was sh the shape of water that got the biggest oscar uh bump as far as people coming to the theaters to see what it was all about mm -hmm. yes absolutely kind of however many nominations a movie gets that'll dictate the percentage of people that want to see it yeah so yeah. did you notice that at your at your at Marcus that the the shape of water got a few more people in? Oh, absolutely. You know, we start getting phone calls almost right away. Hey, this movie got nominated. Are you going to be showing it again or are you showing it for the first time if it's something that maybe was a very small release that didn't have a wide opening? I want to ask both of you this this question before we get into the meat of uh the nominees this evening. Um I want to ask you both when did you discover your your love of movies in general, George? Wow, it was pretty young. I think it was helped by the fact that uh, when I was in sixth into seventh grade, I moved. So we moved. Uh, I was the new kid. I didn't have a lot of friends. Cue the violins. And so I went to the movies a lot. And sometimes I would just stay all day and see multiple shows and just pay for one and go to the other theaters, come out. Alex's worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was young, <laughs> young and dumb. But uh, yeah, no, young and smart. <laughs> young and had no money. Uh, it just started really getting into them. I I used to really wait for the Sunday paper because the Sunday paper had all the big movie ads, and I would just cut them out. What I was going to do with them, I don't know. I kept a folder, and I just kept all the cool big movie ads on the Sunday paper. And just started being infatuated with the movies that way. And then as I got older, started develop more of a taste for certain things I liked. But but just early on, it was just just the magic on the screen and being able to be swept away like that. Early on here at Sunny ninety five, when studios would start promoting movies, they would send, uh, uh, I, I I guess card versions of the posters, you know. And I would I would I have a whole box full of those. And they'd also send that's when they were still sending like. Uh, pictures like scenes from from oh, the movie yeah. so i actually have some pictures nice you know stills from the film and for some reason much like you cutting out you know yeah. I, I, i've kept them yeah i still have them yeah. they're in a box somewhere i don't know why but i still have them but that was partly because i i i love the movies and at one point uh early on my career here at saying if i we actually did a, a a regular movie review we did the dean's list oh good which was uh you know we're talking about talking about the movies sure. and, and went to go check out now alex when did, when did your love for the movies begin oh definitely when i was pretty young um used to come home after school and when i was working on homework i'd throw a movie on and the movie library that i had at home was a lot of musicals west side story was one that was uh, very common to watch um music man 
my uh, my my parents really were like, you need to watch these movies, and they made a list that they felt would just culture me. And then from there, my own taste kind of developed, and I found out I loved sci-fi and pretty much all things uh, superhero. Well, that was going to be my next question. What's your favorite genre? Would that be it for you? Oh, sci-fi, absolutely. Sci-fi and the superhero genre. Yes. And uh, obviously the superhero genre in the last 10 years has just exploded. You think back to some of the, you know, back when the... Christopher Reeves yeah. Superman was was the superhero movie and how far we've come since then with uh the Marvel universe and and the, and what I call the fledgling DC universe which is doing <laughs> its best to keep up but but uh yeah I mean superhero movies have just gotten huge uh, hugely popular and actually very well done in in, in recent years I think I kind of know what your favorite genre is, but uh, uh, you could tell me. Yeah, I'm a horror guy. Yeah, you're the I'm horror, a horror guy. fan. Uh, our other podcast is Fright Club uh, that we do strictly on horror films. But I'm with you, though. I love musicals, and my wife gives me crap all the time because she doesn't like them. And I love musicals, have since I was a kid, so I'm with you on that. Yeah, the musicals are a great escape. Love them. I was watching, I was I was channel surfing the other day, and I came across uh, Chicago. Oh, great. You know? Very and, good it's film. like Very good. And, and I sat there, I, I was about, it was about 15 minutes into it. I sat there, I watched the rest of it. I watched all of it. Yeah. So many great numbers, and it's, it's just so well done. You know, the way they, the way they cut in and, and, and made the musical a movie without taking away the musical aspect of it, yeah, I, you know, it, and it won the Oscar that year, and it deserved it. It's well done. It, yeah. it's, it's a great movie, but yeah, musicals the same way. Did uh, Did your mom have an influence on the musicals? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, that's good, man. It, it makes you well rounded because uh, musicals had that little comeback as well. Well, uh, well, last year La La Land almost almost took it all, and loved it. A, and a few years before that, Les Mis was mm-hmm. just fantastic. So yeah. yeah, so but and so you have to be excited that there's an actual horror film nominated for best picture so excited uh, get out you know and i it's funny i actually won a, a, a dollar uh from my wife on a bet because she didn't think jordan peele would be uh nominated for best director and i said oh i think he will and it's just it's so good and it, it's made so much money and deservedly so that you forget how good it is and, and when, when it's when it's on hbo right now and i stop and i just watch and dissect certain scenes it's so well put together and so well written i just love it do you think he should make a sequel because i've been hearing talk about a sequel really because I, I read a, a story from him today where he said he wants to make another genre movie but not not get out not get out too I so hope not. i hope not as well um uh, although i did just for the first time i found the alternate ending on youtube which i had heard about but not seen I just watched it the other day, and it's effective, but I'm glad he went with the one that he went with. I tend to agree. I've seen the alternate ending as well. All right, so shall we get into the meat and potatoes of this? Yes. All right, I'm going to start with, uh, I want to start with the screenplays, all right? Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, Call Me By Your Name by James Ivory, Mm -hmm. a guy that's been around for a long, long time. In fact, I think now he actually holds the record for oldest Oscar nominee. Really? Yes. Even older than Christopher Plummer. Yeah. <laughs> That's up there. <laughs> yeah. Molly's Game, Aaron Sorkin, who's writing I love, but I've not yet seen Molly's Game. It's it's solid. It, it's it's not great, but I did enjoy it. The Disaster Artist, Mudbound, and Logan, interestingly enough, uh, makes it, which I loved Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the, to the experts here because I've not seen all of these. I've, Call Me By Your Name, yes. Uh, Mudbound, yes. Logan, yes. I've not yet seen The Disaster Artist either. Um, 
Entertainment Weekly seems to think that Call Me By Your Name would have been best adapted screenplay. And I have a tendency to think that it might also because there's a lot of love for James Ivory as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes sentiment does play into Oscar wins. Yes, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would. Th I'm glad to see Mudbound getting some attention. I loved it, uh, and hopefully it'll draw more people to it. I'm with you. I think Call Me By, By Your Name is going to win. Um, it was very. I really enjoyed that. All of these are solid. They really are. I like The Disaster Artist a lot, and uh, and uh, I think and in Logan as well. So they're all solid. But I think you're right. I think Call Me By Your Name is probably going to win. Do people need to see the movie that it was based on in order to appreciate the, the uh, Disaster? I don't artist? think they need to. I think it certainly helps. I mean, at the end, they give you a nice side by side where they they actually show some of the original room. Uh, right alongside the, the, the way that they redid it. So it gives you a little flavor. I think it would certainly help, but uh, you, you don't have to have seen it, no. Okay. Would you agree, Alex? Oh, I would agree with that completely. I think uh, Disaster Artist stands on its own. I mean, for me, I thought, like you said, Mudbound was amazing. And I, I don't want to throw it too many props because it came out on Netflix and not in the theater. Yeah, that's true. We would have loved to host that one on the big screen. It was a, a great film. Um, and then also Logan, too. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to see the noir version that came out there, the black and white, yes. fantastic. What? Yes. They had a black and white version come what? out. What? A few, how long ago was that? Um, maybe was that in theaters? a month or two. No, well, we did show it in theaters. We showed it very briefly. And then um, now the, the home version, I know if you get like a digital copy of it, you can it, typically the special feature will have that black and white. But what an interesting way to watch that movie. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, an old artist friend of mine who, uh, who, who, who did uh, uh, etchings, drawings, black and white. And, you know, I always asked him why he never worked in color. And he, and, and, and he, he also had a, uh, an old black and white, I mean, this is years ago. He had an old black and white TV this is, that was just an antenna. And I go, why don't you ever get a color TV? He goes, no good performances or no good art has ever been in, no, no good performances in film have ever been in color. Now, granted, he said, all the great performances have been in black and white. Wow. And I'm like, I started to think about like, mm, you know what? <laughs> there's been a lot of great performances in black and white. Yeah. I don't know if his argument holds, you know, because there's obviously been some amazing performances in color too. But yeah, black and white is, is, has something about it that's, that just stands out. And wow, I have to see that now yeah, because absolutely. I love that movie for a lot of reasons. One, just to see, just to see, you know, Wolverine actually, you know, be Wolverine. Mm -hmm. and really, oh, we waited a long time for that. Yeah, for that one. So, all right, but call me by your name for best adapted screenplay. Then you get the best original screenplay and boy, that's a tough one. It, it really is. Every what film a here group. Is, is great. Three Billboards, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, The Big Sick, The Big Sick, uh, Sweet, Full of Sentiment, Funny, funny, Great Re Performances. Renewed my faith in what a romantic comedy yes. can be. Oh. So good. Alex, yeah. agree? Agree. Disagree. Uh, no, I, I, I thought that was a great, great choice. Um, anytime you get somebody who takes the time to put down their own experience and kind of share that personal emotion with an audience, I think it ups the level of what you feel as an audience member when you watch it. The Shape of Water. Uh, we're going to talk about this one, I think, uh, in a few different categories. Yeah. This is the the love it or hate it movie yeah. of the year. I think so. Did yeah. you love it or hate it? Um, 
I and liked as, it a lot. And as far as an original screenplay goes, do you think it 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 deserves the the win? You don't have to tell me who you think is going to win yet. Just tell me if you think it. Des- I, I, for me, it wouldn't. I it mean, wouldn't. I did like it a lot. I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, but uh, it it certainly. This is such a great group. This year of original screenplays. Just look at what things got got left out that I loved, like Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dunkirk, mm-hmm. even the Florida Project that didn't get nominated. Florida Project, I'm surprised did not get get in the yeah, mix. Yeah, that shows you how strong the ones that made it did. These are all all solid screenplays. Shape of Water, Alex, original screenplay. It was very good. Um, not my choice in the category, but if it wins, it wouldn't surprise me and it wouldn't make me sad. Lady yep. Bird, Greta Gerwig, who also directed the film. Um, my, uh, my 18 year old niece is, is writing for the, uh, she goes to the university of Florida and she's, she's writing, uh, for the school paper mm-hmm. and she, she did a review on, on lady bird and she said it was, a it was long overdue that there was a movie that her generation could identify with. So she went on and raved about it from top to bottom as far as the script and the performances and so forth. She loved that movie, but it touched her mm-hmm. in a way. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie. Best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I liked it more than you did then. I thought it was just, just fantastic, funny, honest, not judgmental. Uh, of course, if you're Catholic, there's an added layer, Sure, uh, which is great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was such a, a, a great effort and and as even a, a directing effort for the first directing because she's written before and she's written very, very good stuff. But this was, yeah, this was really blew me away. And I thought she wrote a great character in, in Lady Bird, uh, Sorzy Ronan's character, who, once again, I, it just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, I mean, I totally bought her natural talent. She, a, yeah, a, I've been saying for years girl. she's going to win an Oscar. The matter of, it's just a matter of time. I don't know when. But right. She's fantastic. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't Brooklyn. Yes, um, Lady Bird was great. I obviously a little biased myself because it's set in 2003. As a senior in high school, I was senior the year before that in 2002. So I was able to relate really close to what I was seeing on screen, <laughs> and you know, watching it. Um, you felt like, well, this is how people talk. This is how they interacted. Mm-hmm. And that's the sign of good natural acting, but an excellent foundation of a script underneath that you can take from page to screen and have it flow very well. And also one of the uh, nominees for best actor is also in Lady Bird as well. Uh, Timothy. Yeah. Yes. Ex- yeah. What a year he had. In, uh, Boy. Call me by your name. Came yeah. out of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden he yeah, he he, 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 and he, and he puts year. in a good performance. I mean everybody was was good in that performance. Uh Lori Metcalf was good. We'll get to her in just a moment yep. when we get to the best supporting actresses. Then we get uh uh one of uh George's favorite, uh Get Out, also directed and written by mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh as a standalone movie, great movie. I love this movie. Agreed. Uh, it just, it, it taught, it caught me so by surprise. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was exciting and it was, and, and, and jolting and, yeah. and just, just full of twists and funny. Yeah. And, and the thing I loved was you could tell right from the beginning that he's a horror fan. I mean, that opening was total John Carpenter, right? you know, and, and, and just got your attention from the get go. And then he's got the horror movie elements. It's, it's very tense and yet 
such great social commentary without beating you over the head with it. Be- beating uh, you over the head with a stick with so it. It's so well done. Now, you mentioned, you say you like sci-fi superhero movies. Do you like the horror genres? Oh, and, love it. And did you love this movie? And I love this movie. Uh, and, you know, also from a exhibitor perspective, this movie just grew and grew and grew. You know, the, the first week, it kind of did about what we thought. And then this word of mouth just spread on it. And it, it was it exploded. It was it was great to see it for weeks. How important is word of mouth? How, how, how much... How much do you count on word of mouth as far as, because aren't you obligated to, uh, I don't know how the business works, but aren't you obligated to show a film for a certain period of time? Does it have to stay in your theater for a certain length of time? There, there typically can be some contracts at play that may say, you know, we're going to play a movie in a premiere screen for a number of weeks, or we're going to hold a movie as a, a full set of showings for the day or, or just matinees. Some of that is at play, but you know, audience demand will always kind of dictate and trump those things over the the long haul. Um, with Get Out, the demand just kept growing, which was really really cool. And and that that audience word of mouth is critical. We're seeing Rotten Tomatoes cut the grosses of a film's projections now. I mean, the internet is a cruel mistress. When it comes after you, it can it can do a lot of damage from a marketing standpoint, or it can do a lot of positives. We're seeing that right now with Black Panther having the highest um, rating of any superhero movie, and it's continuing to grow and grow. Well, let me ask you both that question. Do, do you think uh, a site like Rotten Tomatoes should have as much power as they do right now? No. No, I'm, I personally am not a fan of Rotten Tomatoes uh, at all. I don't like the way, their, their methodology. I, I think for, for my money, Metacritic is where I go, uh, tell you the truth. Uh, I put much more, I rarely, rarely go to Rotten Tomatoes and really don't put much stock in it at all. Okay, but, now you're, but you critique films as well. And right. Alex, you show films. So yes. you think Rotten Tomatoes should have the amount of influence that they do? And does it work in your favor? Does it work against you? It, it can do both. Um, you know, I, I always kind of hope people go see a movie with an open mind that they're they're not prejudging it and so it's always concerning to me when i see low ratings on a movie that hasn't come out yet and it's like well how do you know you don't like it right. you know um it, it used to be we got excited about seeing a trailer for something mm-hmm. and now we're picking apart that trailer and we're posting these negative things we're creating this perception of you know a minute of the movie when the actual movie is wonderful or maybe totally different than that snippet we saw and and we're seeing organize campaigns to torpedo a movie before it even comes out for just that where True. people post these reviews like they've seen it you know they haven't and for some political reasons or even going back to ghostbusters when they just were mad because they were doing it with women you know they're seeing these organized campaigns which i uh, yeah are terrible all right one more best original screenplay three billboards outside Evan, missouri <laughs> which <laughs> missouri missouri my favorite it was great. i mean when you look at the whole package as far as a film, as yeah. far as, you know, uh, it starts with the written word as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And yes. it takes a talented cast to execute that written word. And it takes a great director to, you know, to put those actors and give them the opportunity to uh, execute those written words to the best of their abilities. Uh, this one, for me, uh, overall, it, it kept surprising me uh, from, from from the screenplay part of it. And uh, it, it was... 
It was poignant. It was dramatic. It, it was funny. Yeah. Darkly funny at times. Oh, very, very much funny. so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I loved it. It was so well written. The dialogue just jumps off the page. Right. And it has those, you're right, the surprises. It The tonal shifts inside one scene were just, you know, there's a couple of moments there where you just like sit up and you're like, what? I didn't expect that. And the characters are, are richly drawn, even if they don't have a whole lot of screen time. Uh, you know, he, he's a great writer. I mean, you go back to a movie like In Bruges. If mm, anybody's seen In Bruges, In Bruges knows what a snappy writer this guy is. And, and I, course, loved, I loved it. Of course, we're talking about, uh, as far as the writer, we're talking about Martin McDonough uh, as, as far as the writer that, and the director and the as director, well. Yeah. And the Oscar goes to Best Original Screenplay. Go Get ahead. Get out. What? Get I, out. I hope so. Interesting. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking it's going to go to three billboards. I would love if Get Out won, but I think three billboards. I'm picking win. three billboards as well. Get Out would be my 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 runner up as a close second. So, okay. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Disagreement right out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we get to a category that makes me crazy, you know, uh, because since they've started to nominate more films mm. for best picture you know are they ever going to increase the amount of directors to go along with those films that are being nominated best director Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water Christopher Nolan Dunkirk Jordan Peele Get Out Greta Gerwig for Lady Burke and Paul Thomas Anderson uh what a lot of people consider to be the dark horse uh for Phantom Thread yeah there's one missing out of that group a big one Martin's missing yeah. For three billboards. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. out right. of the mix. So right out of the gate, I'm like, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm pissed off. So um Best Director. All right, gentlemen, have at it. I mean, all all these movies are, are good movies. I I apologize. I have not had an opportunity to see Phantom Thread with Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, who I love. It's it's solid. Paul Thomas Anderson is, is great. he's great. He hasn't made a bad movie. I don't think this is rises quite to the level of some of his others. It's it's funny in the way that almost for 90% of it people were thinking nothing is happening until the very end when something does. It's very much of a character study. Not only Daniel Day Lewis, but Leslie Manville is fantastic and she as as she always is. Anybody that's seen uh, things that she's been in before. And I was glad that she was nominated. She was uh, nominated. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not my favorite, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, but it's solid. Um, for me, I, Christopher Nolan and Dunkirk, I think, was was probably maybe my favorite movie of the year. He was leading the pack there. Yeah, I think uh, now he's a lose, lost a lot of steam. In fact, the movie has as well. Because of the, do you think, well, you know, they say because it came out too soon? Does it, does it, does, is there too soon-itis? Because I remember when Silence of the Lambs came out, yeah. it came out like in, in February right. uh, th- th- or, or March. Or it came out early in the year, and it sustained itself till right. Oscar time. And Get Out came out early, did it not? Yeah, it Get was... Out came out early as yeah, well. Yeah, very early. Yeah. So is there such a thing as too soon-itis for certain pictures? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it just seemed to get, as, as things went along, it just seemed to get forgotten. Uh, you don't, It wasn't picking up any early nods for some of the early awards, and... Um, you know, I'm glad he he got nominated because I thought it was a, just a brilliant effort, brilliant, brilliant movie. I love the way it played with time. I yeah. thought that was fantastic. If anything hurt it, I think that what was great was the lack of dialogue, and that hurts it a little bit that there's a lack of dialogue. Yeah, because it it makes it so that you can't repeat that favorite line. You can't keep it as fresh when you're talking about it with friends. You're you're talking about action moments, and that's hard to visualize for somebody who hasn't seen it. 
you know, it's not go ahead, make my day kind of, you know, <laughs> where you remember it and you can yeah. repeat it. It's, it's more like, wow, how did you feel when you saw it? And if you haven't had a chance to, to see it and feel it, then, you know, you're, you're left out of the conversation to a degree. So he directs Phantom Thread, Greta Gerwig with Lady Bird, which we discussed. Great, great. Uh, that was her debut, right? As a, as as a, a director, director, yeah. So yeah. a great effort. Great right job. Out of the gate. Same with Jordan Peele, Christopher Nolan. We know his body of work. He's a great director. And then, of course, Guillermo del Toro, who uh, to, to this day, one of my favorites of his movies is Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I mean, agreed. That, I mean, that one is just agreed. standout. I don't think. I don't think he's topped it. I don't think he's topped it with The Shape of Water. I, I agree with that, yeah. Uh, so, and the Oscar goes to... Del Toro. Del Toro. Do you think he deserves it, or do you think just because that's the way things are moving? If that, that, is that your personal pick as well? That's my personal pick. Okay. George? Uh, my personal pick would either be uh, Christopher Nolan or Jordan Peele, but I think Del Toro will, is going to win. I think Del Toro's got the Oscar sentiment on his favor. When we get to The Shape of Water, just keep this thought in mind. There's certain, there's always seems to be certain movies at Oscar season where you're, you're, if you go against the, the wave of sentiment, people look at you like you're dumb. <laughs> so, you know, so he's, he's picked to win Best Director. And I think if, since Martin's not in the mix, I think it's probably going to go to him mm -hmm. just based on... Uh, uh, the success of the film, and it has been critically to him. But like I said, I've seen people, the reaction has been love it or hate it. Oh, very um, much so. Yeah. When we get to the to the Best Picture nominees, I'll, I'll tell you what, what scene took me out of it for a little bit. But yeah, so we're all in agreement that Guillermo probably wins, and you say he should win, and George and I believe that eh, if if there, if it could be an upset, we'd love for it to be Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, if... If he loses to Jordan Peele, I will not be complaining not at all. Be I think not that's, be upset at all. Yeah. All right, let me take a little break here to discuss the Yellowstone. Uh, now, uh, Alex has to go back to work, so he is not imbibing this evening, and we respect that. There's no rule on whiskey business that says you have to drink our guest bottle. Uh, in fact, us. in fact, yeah, we 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 prefer that you don't, <laughs> because uh, it means more for Hansberry and myself. But George, you you're not a big bourbon guy, but you you sipped the last time and you're sipping again tonight. What do you think? Yeah, this one has a, this one has a bite to it. Uh, this has a kick to it. As if I I know it was a year ago, but I remember the last one uh, seemed smoother. This one seems not quite as smooth as I remember. Uh, this the last is a one. blend of four and seven year old bourbons. It is 93 proof Yellowstone. Uh, at one point was uh, bottom of the shelf swill whiskey. And then when it was bought out, um, I can't remember the name of the company that bought them out, but they, they are associated with the limestone branch distillery who have uh, since then, uh, tried to lift the profile of this whiskey and they've done a really good job. Um, uh, Alex, I know you can't comment, and George, I don't know if your nose is sophisticated enough yet to pick up on anything in the, in the bourbon that you like, but you, for those of you, Hansberry, you should be able to pick up something. What'd you pick up? Did you pick up anything in particular? I feel like it's sweet on the end, uh -huh. so maybe honey or vanilla. Vanilla! Bravo! Well nice. done! Hey. Well done! Nice. Vanilla and caramel, yes, and the palate, mostly, uh, in my opinion, caramel. In fact, um, you know when you eat a, a, a caramel and your tongue is kind of uh -huh. coated? It, it, I, I get a little bit of that, a little bit of a uh, whiskey coating uh, afterwards. Not unpleasant, but uh, but definitely still there. Uh, it's a solid bourbon. Um, depending on where you get it, I've seen it retail 
for uh, up to 50 bucks. I've also seen it between 35 and 45. If you can get it at 35 to 40 bucks a bottle, I'm going to suggest you get it. I wouldn't pay 50 bucks for it. That seems a little pricey for this one, but it's solid. It's a solid bourbon and uh, you know, you you wouldn't be uh, embarrassed to have it on your shelf. In fact, it's 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 really really uh it's good. It's good. It's just not fifty dollar good. It's, it's thirty five dollar to forty dollar good, but not but not fifty. And yeah. it's not Pan's Labyrinth good. It's Shape of Water good. It, oh, oh, George, George, bravo! Well, look, good he night. brings it all together, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Moving on, another tough category. Actually, uh, maybe not so tough. Best supporting actor. We got Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, amazing. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, great job. Woody Harrelson, one of the twists in in, in billboards, and I'm sorry, out of it rather quickly, mm -hmm. but solid while he was in it. And Christopher Plummer, who you got to give uh, kudos to for, for coming in yeah. and completely redoing a movie that was done and in the can amazing right yeah that uh, was amazing. taking over for kevin spacey so gentlemen best supporting actor who struck you the most in this one for me sam rockwell absolutely because um the changes of the character throughout the uh, entire right. movie um not just with the emotional mental changes but the physical ones i felt like you you saw great performance out of him I agree. Sam Sam Rockwell was tremendous. Um, Woody Harrelson. It was funny. He talk about a guy that had a great year. Woody Harrelson did as well. And you know what? I would have put him in this category, but I'd have put him in for Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Which I thought he was tremendous and a lot more screen time uh, in Planet of the Apes. But uh, that would that might have been my my favorite uh, of that series so far was the most recent. Agreed. One. I loved it. I loved the whole series. That rebooted trilogy was great, and it, I agree that one was the best. I, I loved it. Um, everybody in here is strong. My, when, when Willem Dafoe, I kind of wondered as it came up to awards season if they were going to push him for best actor or best supporting. Uh, but um, he, he was solid, but I think Sam Rockwell has this going away. I think it's a pretty safe bet, and I would have no, no problem with that, with him winning, because he was great. Well, yeah, Dafoe has the, uh, you, know, when, you know, oh, if this movie would have come out in another year, it might have been, been his, his year to pick one up. You know, and if he was put into the best actor category this year, I think he'd probably still lose. But we'll get to that yeah. in, in just a moment. So, um, and the Oscar goes to I'm in agreement with you, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Who I think has just when you look at his body of work as well over the years, he's always brought something to always. the table. Always, everything he to the makes table. it better. Almost anything he's in, he makes it better. So we agree, Sam Rockwell? Oh, absolutely, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell wins for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. We'll be disappointed and surprised if he doesn't. Best Supporting Actress. Here we go. I think it's down to two, but there are five nominated. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. You mentioned Leslie Manville yep. in Phantom Thread. Mary J. Blige, amazing in Mudbound. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Lori Metcalf, the mom in Lady Bird. And then mm -hmm. Allison Chaney in... I, Tanya, um, <laughs> good group, a, a good really group good. of ladies, group. a good strong, group of ladies. Group. But as far as someone who, who I was still talking about after I watched the movie, Allison Janney. Yeah. 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 She seems to have the momentum right now of, of this group. The only one I would 
not that she was bad. The only one I would probably drop out of this is Octavia Spencer, and yeah. I would put in Hong Chow from Downsizing. Downsizing. Who, who, yeah, okay. I know yeah. a lot of people didn't love that movie. I liked it better than most, but she was fantastic. I was kind of disappointed she didn't get in this uh, in this. Category. There was a lot of buzz about her uh, when that movie came out, and I love Alexander Payne. I mean, yeah. I love his films too, and uh, I was kind of disappointed that that one didn't do a little a little better. Uh, over it was it was it was a it was a it was an interesting pill to swallow. It was. It was high concept, wise. and I, I read a lot of reviews where people just hated it, hated it. I did not, but I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. As an exhibitor, I'll say, we, we felt like that one was mismarketed. Like, they did this great job of setting up this incredible sci-fi concept uh, with the marketing to it, but then the actual movie was, you know, kind of one man's personal journey, and it, it, maybe if they had used that context to sell it, it would have brought in the right crowd to build the momentum to sustain it, and mm-hmm. you know. But that's a personal opinion. And if you ask Jimmy Kimmel, he'll say it was Matt Damon's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's I expect right. no less at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now uh, I think it was. I think the battles between. I agree with what you said about Octavia Spencer. I love her. I do too. But you know, I, I not taking anything away from her. She's amazing. But I think just about anybody could have filled those shoes in that particular yeah, role, in yeah. that particular movie. I think it's down to Laurie Metcalf and Allison Janney. And I heard a lot of talk about Laurie Metcalf, like this being like so amazing and, 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 and you know, just such a powerful performance for her. And when I watched it, I, maybe my expectations were too high. Hmm. She was great. She was great. I think she, 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 she definitely covered that base and, 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 and brought it and brought it. Yeah. But at the end of it, I still got to go with Allison Janney. I mean, she, and she has less screen time than Lori Metcalf does, yeah. I think, film for film. But Allison Janney, man, talk about, I, I love all her work, but talk about hating somebody. Like, <laughs> what a bitch. What a horrible mother. And yeah. apparently not too far from the truth. Yeah, apparently. I, I, You know, I agree. I think she's probably going to win. She has seems to have the momentum. I, I thought Laurie Metcalf was amazing. Her her chemistry with Saoirse Ronan was great. Um, so I, I definitely thought at the beginning of awards season it was going to be closer than I think it is now. I, I think Allison Janney is probably the clear favorite. Well, all right. As a critic, what causes that 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 for somebody to move ahead? Oh, you just started seeing some of the early, early, like like New York Film Critics Circle or the L.A. Film Critics, some of the early, early awards that come out, and you start seeing who wins this, and then you just start feeling does more that, of a Does buzz. that really call? Because I don't trust the Golden Globes. Can no, I just say not that the right Golden off Globes. the gate? Right. I don't no. trust the Golden Globes. When somebody wins a Golden Globe, I'm happy for them. I love watching the Golden Globes yep. as far as award. I love award shows, but I don't trust the Golden Globes. I don't think, oh, they won the Golden Globe. They're going to win the Oscar. I, I agree with no, that. Yeah. But a all. lot of the other ones, you start seeing a, seeing a pattern. It doesn't always hold. Doesn't always hold, but you start if you had to, you know, place your bets. You start getting a little, a little feeling. Because I think some, she's broken and, away. And then when some of the uh, some of the more prestigious uh, groups start to split, it gets really interesting. Yes, it does. Yeah, that's when you start thinking, okay, well now maybe my conventional wisdom is wrong. <laughs> so uh, I think the characters are very different too. I mean, I think with, um, you know, with with Allison, you have somebody who has to show you that person you love to hate but not be a caricature. And that's a fine line to walk. That's a huge fine line. Yes. You make a great point, Alex. Which that, the whole movie did that, I think. Well, I, I love the tone of that entire movie. Uh, and it did that with the main character, Tanya Harding, um, which was hard to do. Uh, and I, I, I think you're right. It's a good point. 
Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. It could have very easily fallen into a, a caricature and just been, you know, laughed off as ridiculous. But no, I mean, she was. She's great. She, she yeah. was, and she's another one. She's she's like Sam Rockwell in that everything she's in, she makes it better. Right. She's almost everything I've ever seen her in. She's fantastic. And, and she's great on television. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's still she's still doing the, the sitcom mom. Yeah. And she's great on that. And she's won Emmys for that. And deservedly so. Uh, loved her on the West Wing. I mean, she's she's solid. Yep. Before we get into the, the last three categories, how'd you do on your Oscar pool last year? <laughs> um, we didn't we didn't have one last year, but the year before that, I won it. You won so it. I have won an Oscar pool. Traditionally, are you pretty close to winning every year? Have you do you, you won a couple years ago? Do you get close? Generally, pretty close. And what screws it up for you? What category? <laughs> Oh man, you know, honestly, it'll be like best picture will get me because I think my criteria for best picture is different than what, what other people think of as a best picture. I'm not sure where my disconnect is, but um, I think that's the place. So that you'll nail me best up. sound editing. That's right. Out of, out of sheer dumb luck, <laughs> I will nail best, you know, foreign short animated yeah, film. You'll nail that. But... You'll get, you'll get best makeup in a, in a in a in a short film that nobody saw, ah, nailed it. You know, whatever right. the case might be. George, how do you do in your Oscar? I was movie? last. You have, you have a pretty good last record. Last year, I was perfect until they they flipped it. Until they flipped it, we were perfect until then. What always trips me up the uh, the uh, screenplays a lot of times, and almost always the short films. I, I will pick the ones that I liked, and they're almost always wrong. So the short films always trip me. Okay, out. so I have to guess on a lot of the short films because I don't get to see as many. But do you actually see yeah. all the short films? Yeah, we watch the. Uh, uh, they sent out the programs of of the the entire because they do show them on the big screen. So I yeah I checked out the. All right, the, little the fun short fact films. for those of you listening. And now, Alex, I know you would think as a general manager of a of a theater that you would get to see everything, but because you're the general manager, you don't. You don't get to see everything right, as, that, as often as is... you want to. But George, on the other hand. You you gave me a you shot me a number. How yeah, many movies we started did you watch keeping in track. Three hundred and fifty two movies. You watched three hundred and fifty two <laughs> movies in twenty seventeen. We decided to be fun to just start keeping track, just write them all down. So three fifty two was the uh, the final tally. Alex, how many movies did you see <laughs> approximately in twenty seventeen? Well, let's see. I saw My Little Pony 27 <laughs> times with my daughter, and I saw... <laughs> Repeat viewings don't count. Oh, well, then it's uh, it'd probably be pretty low. I imagine uh, I was somewhere in the 50s yeah. for movies. It's crazy, George. It's a lot. It's, it's a crazy. lot. crazy. I mean, granted, yeah. you're watching some of these at home. Oh, a lot at home, uh, yeah. You know, screeners and whatnot. So. Yeah, there'll be lot, some days. There's Man, There were it, days when we when watched four to, four in a day. I, yeah. I got to be honest. It's a good thing you have a wife that loves the movies <laughs> exactly. as much as you do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Otherwise, you would not be married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to the, to the ones that they keep us up for four hours for, you know, on Oscar night. Let's get to the best actor, best actress, and best picture. Nominated for Best Actor, Denzel Washington. How'd he sneak in there this year? Don't get me wrong. I love Denzel. It's a good performance. It really is. In a bad movie. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I thought it was okay. It, I was disappointed because it was the same guy that did Nightcrawler, which I love. Love Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, but it's a really good character, and he does a great job with it. All right. I'll give you that. But the movie overall, kind of disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Get Out. Great. Deserves it. Yes. Absolutely. Um, is it because it's his last movie that Daniel Day-Lewis gets a nomination? I mean, he claims it's his last movie, Phantom right. Thread. He says he's retiring after this. Is that why he gets it? 
or is he really that good? He's really good. I know he's excellent in everything he's I've really seen him good. in. Is he good in this? Yes. I've not seen it, so yeah. I can't say. Oh, yeah. He is. Timothy Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name. Oh, man. Outstanding. Outstanding. And then another guy, another journeyman, if you will, Gary Oldman, playing Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. I love the fact that in a, in a reasonable span of time, Dunkirk and Darkest yeah, Hour. They were nice bookends, weren't they? they pieces yes, almost. they yeah. really were. Yeah, really, because then you could actually, oh, I kind of know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, nominated for Best Actor. Who wins? Man, that's tough. I, I, the this, buzz... let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think the young kid steals it from the journeyman? I really hope so because it, really? you know well so okay now really? I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan. Barely not. <laughs> huge, I really am. No, I, I I am a huge Gary Oldman fan, but um But okay. Uh, I'll be objective. Go but on. you know there were there were scenes in Get Out like the the journey into the sunken place and and the the emotion that is so crisp on his face that you know when when I watch a movie I'm not just thinking like wow I'm caught up in this moment. I'm like well, he had to do that 47 times to get every angle, to get every, and to make it as pure a reaction. Then I owe you an apology because I thought that you were leaning towards uh, Timothy uh, Chalamet and call me by your name when you said not Gary Oldman. Oh, you no, were talking, you were talking about Daniel. Yes. Okay. Then I apologize for my, for my, for my outburst. <laughs> but I still think you're wrong. <laughs> I would not be sad at all if Gary Oldman got it. He has done such wonderful work. Um, so, and his transformation is incredible. Best fat suit ever. Best it's got to be. What a great fat suit and makeup. Great, yeah. With the, um, he, he also had to go to the hospital after that film uh, for nicotine poisoning. Yeah. I read something yeah, about that. Yeah, because I, I think he, the, the, from the amount of cigars, he, he wanted to smoke the same cigar that Churchill smoked, mm-hmm. and the amount of cigars that they went through during the filming of that, uh, he ended up with nicotine poisoning wow. just wow. to stay in character. But yeah, great, great embodiment of, of Churchill. So George, is that is that your pick? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty locked down for him, I think. I mean, not not that the, the performance wasn't great, it was, but then you get the, the kind of body of work, Lifetime Achievement Award uh, in angle coming in with the voters i think i think his performance was better than the movie yes. uh, for me personally um and I, I think he's i thought uh, the movie at times had its moments where it dragged yes a, a agreed bit. there was you know i think i would have done a uh i think i would have edited that movie a little stronger that's one where i felt like all of the supporting cast were caricatures kind of what we talked about uh-huh. you know like halifax and stuff you were like wow but that mm-hmm. was a movie too that i thought greatly benefited from dunkirk because if you watch dunkirk then you went into the darkest hour with this information that supported the story in a way that darkest hour on its own did not support you know you you got that companion piece you know bump that made it an even better movie than maybe it was i'm a big fan of uh the crown on netflix and you know having watched john lithgow play uh, uh churchill i thought he was amazing and then like okay and and that was kind of stuck in my head so I kind of went in slightly prejudiced as like, I don't think anybody's going to do it any better than I just saw Lithgow do it. And then Gary Oldman, who I, I also have been a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to uh, uh, Sid and Nancy yeah. and and uh, even the small part he played in the, um, the one that was written by Tarantino. Help me, help me, help me. Why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, the one with Alabama Whirly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. 
True romance. No, oh, true, romance. true romance. True romance. To say he he's done roles too that have really put him out there and endeared him to people. You know, like the Harry Potter audience would follow him to the ends of the world. Yes. Yeah. You know, and um, the same Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Like again, excellent as Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's uh he's one of those guys that has just always turned up and has been chameleon like in a lot of roles. Yeah. So the Oscar goes to. Gary Oldman. I say Gary Oldman, yeah. and you're I, going. I say Gary Oldman, but, but I would want, want it to be Daniel. You want Daniel? Yes. Okay. Hey, it could happen. Best actress: uh, Margot Robbie, I Tanya, Meryl Streep, The Post, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. How do you? I say Sorcy. You say what? Cersei? I believe it's Sersha. Is it Sersha? Sorcy? Sersha? Inertia? <laughs> I, I believe it's it's Sersha going from um, her appearances on talk shows. I think it's Sersha. I'll say Ms. Ronan. Ms. Ronan. <laughs> for Lady Bird and uh, uh, Francis McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wow. Um, they say least likely to win is Margot Robbie, which I think is a shame because I thought she did a great job. She was fantastic. Hard. Yeah, I was, glad, I was glad to see her get nominated because it's really her first, I believe it's her first lead role. She's been very solid in supporting roles for a while now, mm-hmm. but uh, she got this and she nailed it. Like I said, I love the tone of the movie, and she was she was right along with it. Did you like Itania? Oh yeah, I thought it was very good. And I, I had a friend who actually worked as a production assistant on that movie, and um, she said that you know Margot Robbie was incredible. Like you know, just day in and day out, took it so serious and was so committed to getting it perfect. Where you know you wouldn't walk in there and have with a preconceived notion and walk out with that same one that she could get you as an audience member to really think about Tanya Harding's life as a whole, right. not just as a single event that, you know, became a, a pop culture, you know, uh, point. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I thought she did a terrific job. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's in a year where there's another great performance by Meryl Streep, which as we all know, according to Academy Award law, she must be nominated. <laughs> so It seems that way. Not she, that she wasn't good. She no, was. She was good. It's just that this is a year where there's so many other performances that are going to... Uh, Sally Hawkins, uh, who I love in The Shape of Water, and I really thought she did an amazing job in, in the movie overall. Even though I have some issues with the movie, I thought she was incredible. She was great. And actually, there was another a very, very small movie this year she was in called Maudie that uh, maybe no one saw that I think she's even better. Uh, of course, in the in the, the Shape of Water, she doesn't speak, so that makes it a little a bit of a different... Uh, and I also think more difficult. Yeah, to, to communicate you know, those emotions, yeah. People will say, oh, you know, she didn't have to say anything in that movie. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's probably a lot harder to convey what you want the audience to feel not speaking than it is to actually... Yeah convey it with your words and your inflections but and how you say I it. I agree. I love her. I mean, even go back to Happy Go Lucky and yeah. other movies that she's in. She's always good. And then Miss Miss Ronan, because I'm still confused yeah. as to which proper, what's the proper pronunciation for her first name. As I said earlier, I think she co- totally encompassed uh, the frustration and the angst of, and, and, and the dreams of a girl that age. Especially in a Catholic in a Catholic high school, because mm-hmm. right. I, I my daughter didn't go to a Catholic high school, but I know I have a lot of my friends who have daughters that have gone to Catholic high school, and they've talked on and on about how Lady Bird nailed it, yeah, and so forth. And I thought she nailed it. I mean, she's so convincing. She is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very versatile actress. 
Yeah, I think as I said before, she's she's going to win one one of these days. It won't be this year, but she's going to win one. So, so if it's not going to be her, you think it will be Frances McDormand? Yeah, I think that's pretty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all the way. Absolutely. I I loved her performance too. You know, she said she was going to base that character a bit on John Wayne, uh-huh. and that that was going to be the um the the roots of it. And so the mannerisms, the way she approaches things, it, it was great because you you had a. Uh, an incredibly damaged goods character story to follow anyway. But then on top of it, you had that layer of, I'm also going to, you know, pay a little homage to somebody that was a a great for years and years and years and and made wonderful films as well. Yeah. I just, sometimes I think she's still channeling that character when I've seen her uh, yeah, as of late. A little you abrasive. Know? A little yeah. abrasive yeah. when she was at the Golden Globes. And, yeah. you know, I thought she was still kind of, I thought she was going to kick over the podium. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and but she's very, she's always been outspoken. She's always been plain speaking. And um, I thought this was a great role for her. Oh, yeah. Again. She just owned it. And yeah. once again, someone who always brings her A game to the table. I mean, you know, I think back to Fargo yeah, uh, and, and the Coen brothers. So I'm glad that she's, gotten involved with another director who can who can actually mine everything that she's got to give and mm-hmm. bring to a picture so we're all in agreement the oscar goes to francis, francis mcdormand absolutely all right. and now we come to the big category best picture let me ask you both a question before we get into this and george i may have asked you this question last year during the uh, oscar podcast i don't recall but i'm gonna ask it again because alex is here do you agree with the expansion of best picture category yeah i yeah. do I, I like it i mean even in a even in a, a time when there are nine and i'll always i always think it's funny about nine you can have nine can't you just have ten but yeah but whatever um even then there's a few that always get left off that i would have loved to have seen a few others get in there that didn't i mean i know why they did it they want to do it to try to get a movie that made a lot of money to get nominated so there's more possibly more interest in watching the show and it's going to go back to my I know I had this argument with you on our first Oscar podcast. In order for a, a film to be nominated Best Picture, I think that one of the basic elements needs to be the director. And I always get pissed off when a film gets nominated for Best Picture and the director doesn't get the nod as well. It's a weird it, it, conundrum, yeah. Somebody, I understand there was a producer, I understand there's a ton of people, very talented people, the actors, the writers, and so forth, that all bring this together. But the man at the helm of it, the man who's got to make sure and guide that ship is the director. Yeah. And then when he gets left out of the mix, that makes me crazy. It, 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 uh, I, will, I will say that on the third and the fourth and the fifth annual no, I, Oscar I, podcast. I agree with you. Doesn't it come back to the nominating process? In yes. Who, okay. Cause, right, because directors vote D- for directors. Right, exactly, yeah. And then everybody votes for Best Picture, do they right. not? Yeah, so that's, that's where your disconnect probably comes in. But so, I agree with you. So is that just, that's an interesting point. So is that just envy? Is that jealousy? Is like, you know, fuck Martin? <laughs> you know, what did, did he piss somebody off? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, my only guess, maybe in that particular movie, maybe it was le- it was looked at more of a script movie than a director's movie. I'm not saying I agree with that. But, but a director has to take a script yeah, I know. And, and, and guide his actors and, and, and make it whole. Draw out that performance yeah. and you know, figure out which one is going to resonate the most emotionally They're with that just, audience. You know, the, they may be great words on the page, but how great they end up being projected and, and, and transformed is up to the actors and up to the director. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there, but it's, it is a, a weird, uh, 
a weird angle that comes up when you have a different amount of of uh, nominated films and then director. And I think on a movie, uh, you're definitely going to see, I think this year, a, a split in who wins best director and who wins best picture. Yeah, well, I think, I, and this is where I hope this happens because I know that Martin wrote it and I know that Martin had a hand in producing it. So uh, when we look at the nominees, we got The Darkest Hour, uh, which they say is least likely to win. And we all tend to agree the movie had some problems. Yeah, you know, right. So, but, but because of Gary Oldman's performance, Gets lifted up, uh, the post, uh, you know Spielberg, Streep, Hanks, and a and 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 a, and a supporting cast that was just uh, amazing. I, yeah, it was with solid. A great topic. It was very solid, great topic, very timely. There were three or four other movies I'd have put in ahead of it, but it was it's not it wasn't bad. The post makes you want to go back and watch all the President's Men. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people that did that after yeah. the yeah, after I can they see saw that. the post. They went yeah. back and watched all the President's Men, which is. Uh, another great movie. The Phantom Threat, I've not seen. I don't know. I like Daniel Day-Lewis. I'll have to watch it at some point. But, you know, I'm I'm looking at when that got nominated, I'm like, is any, okay, you know. Yeah. Again, there was there was a few I'd, I'd put in ahead of it. Lady Bird, no problem. No problem. Yeah, no, no problem, problem with Lady all. Bird. Call Me By Your Name, no problem. No problem. Get Out, definitely no problem. No. Oh, yeah. Dunkirk gets some love, okay, but uh, uh, is in there as best picture. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, without the director, Martin McDonough, and The Shape of Water. The love it, hate it film of the year. Boy. <laughs> do more people wind up loving it and it wins, or do more people wind up hating it and it loses? I, I don't think it's going to win. I uh, don't think it's going to win either. Um, but you're right. It's very polarizing. I've talked to some people that hate it, just don't get it, are not, not into it at all. Alex? That's where I feel like the split comes in. I, that's why I feel like Del Toro gets the directing director? Yes. Because they say, well, you did an excellent job. You were a wonderful director, and you made a very fine movie, but it's not the best picture. I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a split, yeah. I'm going with three billboards. Yeah, me too. Yeah, three billboards three bu- is the one Three billboards? Okay, Lady Bird a Dark Horse by any chance? Anybody? I've heard some talk. Yeah, it could be a dark horse, but it's pretty dark. Pretty dark. Pretty dark horse. Pretty dark horse. Yeah. Three billboards or the shape of water. Here's the the shape of water. I mean, I give them credit for having me buy into the fact that she can have this romantic relationship with this creature, and I'm buying into it. You know, and partly because of the performances. Michael Shannon's great in that movie. Love Michael Shannon. Uh, um, um, you know, Sally Hawkins. We've already talked about Richard Jenkins and was, Michael Stuhlbarg, who's another yes. guy who had a great year. Yeah, you know, he had that small but very memorable part in Call Me By Your Name. Very memorable. He had that, right. that speech that'll just blow you away. And he was also in um, uh, 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 the, the TV show, the, the, the latest Fargo, uh, the latest Fargo installment. Oh, he's in that? He was, yeah, oh, he's, a, he's in yeah. that as he's, well. He's solid. He's he, another one that's he solid was, all he was the time. He was with Ewan McGregor. He was playing uh, Ewan McGregor's, was it his, his brother or brother-in-law? I can't remember which it was, but he was, he was great in that. The only thing that threw me, as great as he is in Call Me By Your Name, wow, didn't he look like Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting? It just, it was throwing me how much he looked like him, you know, but he was great. I, I love him in almost everything. So three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is our pick. The Shape of Water, I'll tell you the part that, you know, I'm buying it, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. And I know it was a fantasy. I know it was, I know, uh, I get why they did it. I would have cut out the whole uh, dance, ballroom dance sequence. Mm-hmm. That, that immediately took you out of it. Took yeah. me out of it. You lost me right there. Yeah, you, you know, you, you like I'm like really. Yeah, and and now when and then when they come back into it, I've got to spend another ten minutes getting back into what they were That's trying a fair point. to what, what they were trying to 
you know, Del Toro has always had his heart way on his sleeve, and it's way, way out in this movie. Um, and that I think maybe that scene is a, a good indication of that. But that's a fair point. Yeah, it's it, it does. Just took me out of it for yeah. you know, like okay, I was buying it, and now okay, now I tell you exactly. You want to know what I thought of? You know what I thought of when it went black and white with the dance sequence? Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. But <laughs> <laughs> Gene Wilder brings the monster yeah, out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I thought. I don't of. think that's what he was going no, for. No, but, uh... but that's what popped into my head. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if that's popping into my head, you fucked up. But uh, you were, you were at least in it before then and I in was. it after that. And I, again, I've talked to a lot of people that weren't in it from the get go. Just no. You know, fish man, no, I'm not in it. I'm not I believe what I what I said was uh I liked it, but I don't know why. <laughs> and that's pretty much yeah. As opposed to three billboards, I know why I like that movie. Yeah. That yeah. movie took me for a ride, uh, every step of the way. And it ended on a well, what's gonna happen next note, you know? Yes, oh, it yeah. sure did. Let you, you know, think about it. Let's let you wonder, let you decide where those characters are gonna go yeah. and what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. It sure did. So And it's so nice to have after movie conversation points that are mm-hmm. built in for you. You're walking out and you're discussing it and you're you, you you get to think about it, create your own story afterwards and kind of decide where those characters will go. I think that's a wonderful part of the movie experience. Mm-hmm. Do you think superhero movies will ever get into this? Oscar echelon of film. Oh, we meant. Oh, you're talking best picture. I was gonna say I heard Logan earlier. You heard um, Logan earlier, but okay. But uh, that, I mean, as far as like a best picture, I like, think we like, will next year. I think yeah, so like, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you know everybody was raving about Wonder Woman, and 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 you know it didn't get a, a director nod. It didn't get a, a best picture nod. It, it was a solid, solid movie, but I I I don't think it got any nominations for for a reason it was a good movie but i mean you know i, I want like we, we've seen superhero movies for a long time now 10 years since iron man kind of right. changed the game for us and I, I think we're to the point where as an audience member we're past that okay we've got a reveal of our good guy and bad guy let's shoot lightning bolts at each other for 20 minutes and now it's the end of the movie you know that yeah. scene is past we we need something new the, to the, engage us the third act of wonder woman really kind of kind of Drag it down. Yeah, up until then, it was just the best that uh, the you know the, the DC universe has done. And, I think by far. And as of uh, the recording of this podcast, we know that uh, Black Panther has just uh, kicked ass at the box Ooh. office, uh, and also has been critically acclaimed as well. Loved it. Uh, loved you, it. You love Black Panther, it, and Alex, it. I know as an exhibitor, you love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, you're excited to go back to work tonight and see what uh, you know how many seats you sold. I recommend seeing it five, ten times as many as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's worth it. It is so good. Yeah, Alex was saying earlier before you got here, we were talking uh, off the off the air. Uh, he was saying that it's definitely the uh, uh, an important film to watch before Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I've not seen it yet, so I don't okay. know. I don't know, but uh, I, you know, I'm definitely excited to see it. Um, I think it's one yeah, of those- it looks fantastic. The writing is so so good. I mean, the first half an hour or so is just a solid origin story, and then it starts thinking bigger, bigger themes, more layers, and that's when it really got me. The costuming is on point. Yes, the emotional journey that some of the characters go. I mean, you have really well done villains, and you need that. You oh. need villains that you can connect with emotionally. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, oh. they got to have a chance to win too. Like it, when when you see a somebody go against superman you're like well what are they gonna do 
But, you know, Black Panther's a great movie where you're like, okay, I can understand this villain's point of view. I can I can really get, you know, on board with where he came from and and, and what his journey is. And he's a match for my mm-hmm. hero. You know, there there's not a guaranteed outcome. And that's that's really good in a movie. I, I, I think that's cool. And I, I love the fact that when, you know, there are superhero movies that, you know, you're talking about two Michael B. Jordan, who who I love. He's been yeah. great. He was He's Coogler's uh, muse. Yeah, he is. I mean he is, he, yeah. he is pretty much. I mean, you know, <laughs> back I'm looking, to Fruitvale Station. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to Creed too. Oh, I gotta absolutely. be honest. I love you know? Creed. I love Creed. Yeah, yeah you Creed know? loves Creed. I mean the kids the kid Michael B. Jordan's great and and, and uh Mr. Bozeman, Chadwick Bozeman, yeah. Is, is, you know, these are these guys, these these two gentlemen are great actors. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're in a uh uh uh, a comic book movie and become something more than comic book heroes and actually bring something to the table. I'm excited to see you guys obviously have seen that and, and, and agree that, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they rise above the caricature of a comic book hero. Oh yeah. So, Absolutely. And actually deliver so, some yeah. great performances. They so, really do. And the whole cat, it's a great ensemble as well. Everybody. Yeah. And some strong women. I hear strong yes. women. Some you strong betcha. women. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. Do not mess. <laughs> Let's recap, shall we? Best picture, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Best actress, Frances McDormand. Best actor, Gary Oldman, though uh, Alex is hoping for Daniel Kaluuya and Get Out. He wouldn't be disappointed if that happened. Uh, Best supporting actress, we all agree on Allison Janney. Yes. Best supporting actor, we all agree on Sam Rockwell. Yes. Best director, by default, Guillermo del Toro. Default. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and best adapted screenplay, Call Me By Your Name is what I thought it would go to. It's a good screenplay. And also, I said sentimentally because James Ivory is uh, like a thousand years old and is still <laughs> writing screenplays. But uh, did we all agree on Call Me By Your Name? I don't know. I think so. I think did so, we not? Yeah. yeah. We, okay. And then a best original screenplay, um, I picked three billboards. I think we kind of split on that one a little bit. Three billboards, George. What did you pick? Uh, did I? Pick, I think I went with Get Out. You although went with get out. three, the three billboards is totally fine with me right. as well. And Alex, I was, I was Get Out as well. Get Out as well. Yeah. All right. Two two guys going for the horror genre, and well, we'll all see how it all turns out. Um, best sound editing. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good luck in your Oscar pools, gentlemen. Um, you too. Um, Thank you. Uh, is there anything that they should know about Oscar wise that they should uh, go check out or attend or see? Are you guys involved in any Oscar festivities that we should know about? We do a, we do a best picture series. So um, each year the nominees for the best picture, we show those in a, in a marathon. So for instance, um, you know, this first Saturday, the, the 24th, we will show um, five of the movies, you know, at a, a single price, $35. You can see, you know, the first five. And then the next Saturday, uh, we show the other four for $28 and we do some deals for concessions and, and items like that. So you could see them all. You can see, see all nine fancy, nom- you can see all uh, Oscar, nominees. Yeah. Fancy uh, for- Oscar lanyard and, and, and all of the, the uh, bells and whistles. So you catch all and the you, nominees before they actually can sit in those lounges. In those lounges. Right. Yeah. And, and after the Oscars, um, occur and we have a, a slate of winners, typically those movies will re-release for some amount of time because the, the demand goes up again to, to see that winner on the big screen before you, you know, see it in that the home setting. 
Always great to see it on the big screen. Always, yeah. Yeah. So our thanks. Uh, also, one of our sponsors, Market Crosswood Cinema. Check them out and everything they got on tap. Uh, check out uh, George Wolf if you love movies. TheScreeningRoomPodcast.com. MadWolf.com. That's M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Dot com and also if you're a fan of horror films yeah the fright club podcast available club podcast. on our you're website or wherever, wherever you can find your podcast two yeah. podcasts a website and he's watching <laughs> 395 <laughs> movies a year or whatever the number was 350 52 352 that was last that's year insane yeah. it was a lot that's insane it was so, a lot um uh, my thanks to uh, marcus crosswood cinema and alex neffinger our thanks also to our other sponsor the law offices of saya and pyatt our guest bottle has been the Yellowstone. George Wolf gives it the thumbs up as far as uh, a little taste of bourbon. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good bottle to get if you can pick it up between 35 and 40 bucks a bottle. Uh, look someplace off if it's available for 50 I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say that. Of course, my thanks also to our producer, Greg Hansberry, yeah. as always, who makes uh, our, our podcasts sound way more professional uh, than they actually are when we're recording them. So thank you, Hansberry, as always. And I hope to see you uh, to go back to your earlier acting um, mention. <laughs> I, w- I would like to see you go back to some to some stage musicals before it's all said. Before our before our time together is all said and done. Whiskey business the musical. Oh, you know what? Let's write it. <laughs> God damn it! Let's write whiskey business the musical. <laughs> Let's finish start. this model and write it tonight. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> all right, uh, I am your host Dino Chaposa. Let me say this: whiskey business is a never the luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions uh, are those of me, your host, and my reluctant and at times very outspoken guest. Yes, bravo. Well done, gentlemen. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed it. I hope your Oscar pools go well. Until the next bottle, see ya. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.